0: Do New Year's resolutions work? And how do you actually make your life better? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers home of the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, optimistic pessimist. And with me as as always is my rascally rhapsodic co-host. It's a real word, look it up.
1: Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and what are we talking about today? Someone who loves new beginnings. Ooh.
0: Oh, Ooh. so much syrup in there. It gives me cavities. <laughs> oh, good. Good one, though. All right. Today, we are back just before the new year to talk about what else? New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions, despite some cynicism around them, are still enormously popular to do. According to finder.com, around 74% of Americans plan to make a New Year's resolution in 2021. The younger you are, the more likely you are to have plan to make a resolution and to believe you will keep it, with Gen Z being the most likely generation and boomers being the least likely. Hmm. Of course, the reason for boomers' pessimism may be because they have simply had more time to fail. According to the (laughs) Forbes article, New Year's resolutions don't work, do this instead, somewhere between four out of five and a third of New Year's resolutions will eventually be abandoned. And according to a similarly titled also Forbes article, why New Year's resolutions don't work and what you can do instead, 64% of New Year's resolutions will be abandoned after one month. So, Nathan… If New Year's resolutions have such a low success rate, why do people do them? And if we are gonna do them, what's maybe the best way to do them or to make life changes in general happen uh, that will actually be successful?
1: This is this is a great question, very apropos considering the date. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned that, and I didn't know this by the way, that younger people are more inclined to make New Year's resolutions. And I think uh, if I had to hazard a guess, that might be a result of younger people um, having a desire and believing in and a, and a desire for wanting to change, become more, mm. become better. In a younger stage of your life, you're looking at everything you can become, yeah. right? You're looking at the things that you want to be. You know, when we're yeah. kids, we say, I want to be a cowboy, an astronaut when I grow <laughs> yeah. up. And so when you're younger, you're looking at what can I do to become these things that I want to be yeah. when you're younger. And when you're older, like me, who's now in his thirties, realize that a lot of a lot of your attempts to become what you want to do what you want to achieve the things you want have yeah. been thwarted by life, be it yeah. uh, physical, mental, emotional, whatever it might be, um, or just circumstantial. That life is really hard, and these things, yeah. and these hopes, and these dreams that we've had. Um, didn't come easy. They didn't come through uh, a really quick fix. They didn't come through the fad diet. They didn't come through the, the promised one, two, three steps you saw in a YouTube video yeah. or read in an article. And so I think there can come bitterness with age and yeah. it's, and, um, and as you look um, at your life, you see, wow, I failed a lot. Why even try? Yeah. Um, which is which is really sad, I think, and it's something I don't want to fall into as I get older, because part of my faith is asking me to be a child. Jesus talked to Nicodemus yeah. and said, "You must be born again." um, to enter the kingdom of heaven. I think part of the kingdom of heaven is having that young at heart mentality and perspective that believes in something you can become believes in good believes that you can try and succeed. And, you know, in revelation, we, we hear the term overcomer that you can overcome these things. I think very many people who are a little bit older in their life have realized I have not overcome the things I wanted. In fact, I've become, um, uh, a victim of these things. And so I think yeah. there's a giving up part. So, to actually answer your question, because I was a lot of preamble, um,
0: <laughs> I thought you'd get you there eventually.
1: To- <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also, in addition to being overthinkers, we're also overtalkers, which is why we started. We still have a podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, even if no one listens, we just need a place to pontificate ad nauseum. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, verbally. Um, so, um, yeah, how do you do that? Uh, I'm a big fan personally, of setting goals, of doing things, of saying, I want to do this this year. In fact, this past year, um, I hadn't, by the way, when, when the last year started, had Obviously, it's <laughs> like we all hope that I had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> if I had, I probably just up then a little sooner. Your stock portfolio
0: would look a lot different right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I this past year I looked at what I wanted to do at 31. I kind of started having this like, well, I'm kind of am who I am. I spent my 20s becoming yeah. like, who I am. Do I really need to do anything else? And I had this thing. No, I want to grow. I want to become more. Yeah. I want to at 40. I want to be a better uh, stronger, more intelligent, more loving person. And so I set these goals for myself. And by the way, I failed. Um, a lot of them. We were, we were going to tell, I was going to say,
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but just having the goals and having myself reminded to go back to them has really helped me. I have read more books this year Mm -hmm. than I ever have in my life. I have, um, I, I have written more than I ever have in my entire life. And, uh, and while not might not have reached the goals that I set for myself, just the attempt of trying to reach those goals has already exponentially improved my life. So I would say the one place I see a lot of people go wrong when they set new year's resolutions, when they do it is a, is a one, they ex- expect perfection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the gym and in three months, I'm going to have six pack abs and be, you know, climbing 14ers, um, yeah. as opposed to, you know what? I'm gonna be realistic about my goals and I can I can get to the gym probably two or three times a week. and um, And that will make me a healthier person. I remember mm-hmm. a trainer, a physical trainer saying, you know, if people went to the gym once a week, it would drastically improve their health once a week, people. And so I think the problem is when you say, I'm going to go every single day, that's a great goal. But if that's not realistic to your lifestyle Mm -hmm. and your mental state and who you are, you're going to fail that quickly. And they've shown over and over again, especially in addiction studies and helping people conquer addiction, um, that setting unrealistic goals and failure um, and and disappointment in your failure is one of the leading causes to people relapsing. And Mm -hmm. so my first advice would be, don't say you're going to read 70, Five thousand books this year say you're gonna read one book a month or if you're yeah. really fast reader two books a month whatever it might be but realize who you are the limitations that you have that your life has and set realistic goals that you can do that you will see growth in but that are realistic to you and then you probably won't see quite as much um failure and then depression from that failure and you might actually see in it As a result, you might actually see more accomplished because you set these smaller goals and we're actually able to accomplish them and even surpass them. So that would be my um, I have a lot more thoughts on this, but I'll let you jump in now. But that would be my first um, maybe bit of advice as we go into this new year and
0: are setting goals
1: and resolutions for ourselves.
0: So this is the really frustrating thing about you is that, you know, I, I did a bunch <laughs> of like research on this and I presume that you've done like none in preparation Zero. for this podcast. Not and yeah, one bit. So, so much of what you said is exactly what they say in their research about New Year's resolutions, <laughs> which is that you need to, the consensus, everybody says you have to make realistic goals that are attainable and that you can actually stick to. Um, and and it, it's in detail. It's like, you have to be like, okay, I'm going to make this very concrete, you know, step that you're going to change. You know, I'm going to anyway. It's going to like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. Now, well, what you're going to lose? It. How are you going to lose weight? You're going to go, you know, to the gym this much time and make it a realistic goal so you can actually attain it. Um, I will say, I'll give some, you know, some of the more data that I've read, then also my own personal experiences. You know, um, another thing people say, um, one is other enough, simply believing that you will be able to actually makes you more likely to be able to really uh, do Just it, the- which
1: yeah, the just, psychological desire. The psychological of that. Yeah, there's wow. that,
0: what was it? A, a CNN reporter on it. It was a, a, a University of Scranton psychology professor John C. Norcross. Thank you. Who who talked about that? There's also the issue of um, making sure. And I think what was it? Who is who did this one? It was uh, uh, Doctor Jonathan Fader. Uh, wrote, wrote for mm. Psychology Today, Most Common New Year's Resolutions, and Do They Work? He talked about the fact that the act of making the process enjoyable and not just the result. is a really important part of it. And this is something I found personally, which is that I have a goal that I want, which is I want to be healthier. I want to look better. I want to have these things. But if it becomes something that I have to fight myself to do the actual process of it every single time, that's a hard thing because I only have so much like willpower and self-control throughout the day. And a lot of it is spent on doing things like Going to work and doing stuff, work I don't want to do or doing, you know, uh, forcing myself to do my writing, my creative projects. And mm. so I don't have as much time left over to do some of my other new solutions like the most common ones, which is get health, you know, eating yeah. less and things like that. So, so see, you know, I, I am in the position of that. I have hugely ambitious ideas for myself. And what I want to do and what I want to achieve—it
1: comes with being an idealist, I think. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: I think, and, and and being artistic types, creative types, we tend to look at and think of and envision cast the ideal. Yes,
1: we envision art. I literally, I wake up and envision myself as the next Avenger, a movie yeah. star with six pack abs. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm, and if I was yeah, to the use the that way is of my Tony goal,
0: Stark and the body of Thor, <laughs> yeah. I would no. have failed for the past thirty one exactly. years. Yes, um, no, but then the. Th- Thing is, the thing for me is how do I first of all make the process? What I found hmm. again last year was huge for me because, and this is why I'm a big believer in New Year's resolutions in general. And I know I'm being a bit all over the place here. I'll try to structure this a bit. But what I found is it really is helpful to have a day of the year that I'm reevaluating and vision hmm. casting, and 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 inspired and says this is what I want my life to look like. Because that level, because a lot of times these advices these advice people give is they're down on the vision casting aspect. And I mm. think that what I found really helpful is the vision casting aspect, especially in your 2020 or 19 at the end of it, the vision casting aspects and say, this is who I want to be. And this is what my, my life to be. And this is what I want to build to do for the world. The thing is then the two things I've found, and this is backed up by data as I talked about making the process enjoyable. So it's like, I actually enjoy doing this. And two, it's, um, being able to forgive myself when I don't achieve the things and being able to get back on the horse and do them again. Um, and then having think, those concrete expectations, but yes, it's well, the things that made me incredibly much more able to actually achieve. And I still only achieve maybe like a quarter of the things that I want to, but having those big ambitious goals and really striving for them and only finishing a quarter of them, yes. I so much better than not having them at all. Sorry, you were going to say
1: it's going to add to what you said about when you fail, because yes, yes. I, I don't want to be a pessimist, but we're human. I mean, yeah, if you yeah, read yes. scripture over and over again, you look at people like David or Peter yeah, yeah. and people who are used by God immensely. Yeah. But uh, um, we are but dust. Right. Yeah. He is God and we are not. Uh, we will fail. We are human. Yeah. We are fallible. We're literally, in our, in our description in scripture is we're yeah, fallible. Yeah, yeah. And so you will fail. But um. And this sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Cliches are just of,
0: truths that people are tired of hearing. Go ahead,
1: Emily Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but uh, but the thing is, at, at the point of failure the story you tell um, really is not whether you fail or not, is that yeah. what you do at the point of failure. And so if you wanna have a success story, it's deciding to, like you said, get back up on the horse. And I think the people who are end up having the best stories of success, of overcoming or whatever it is, in small and big ways, Obviously, are not the ones who didn't fail. Right. I'm going to go ahead and quote the uh, the Edison quote. Uh, we we know we failed a thousand ways, which means
0: uh, now we have the we one. found a thousand ways that didn't work. Yes, or yes, yes no, a thousand ways it didn't work. Or as Winston Churchill said, success is just going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm.
1: That's a good that's a good impression. <laughs> Thank but you very it. much. It's literally, but I think it's not even just I failed, I'm gonna get back up again, but it's using the failure yes. almost yeah. to make you wiser. Okay, yeah. why did I fail this time? What can I do to avoid this and the next time use that failure as a teaching moment so you can actually become stronger muscles yeah. to grow must rip and so failure yeah. see it not as a quote unquote failure but as a rip as something that when it's put back together it'll be stronger okay. the next time so it's learning to use your, your failures to propel you towards a better success and not find and not give into the depression when you do fail we all fail I, yeah. i'm going to go ahead and say this i know it's a huge surprise um to hear from joseph and i but joseph and i fail sometimes not often
0: not but, suppo- that was that was supposed to be a secret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we fail, but if yeah. there's one thing I've enjoyed in our in our friendship, and this is another aspect I want to say is that we both um try to use our failures, and we've yeah. talked about this as teaching moments in our lives, um, to have more success the next time. Yeah. And to mm-hmm. avoid the failure, or to maybe avoid the the amount of failure, whatever whatever it might be. And and then I mentioned something else about you and I talking um they have multiple friends. Another aspect that I think, I don't know how many of the articles might have mentioned this, but I'm sure a couple did is accountability. And this is an yes, old fashioned yes. Christian word yeah. that we was used in, you know, youth groups when, you know, you go and confess to your buddy that you looked up something bad on the internet. Um yeah. And we've gotten immune to it, right? It's something for teenagers when they're struggling with porn. But in reality, all of us need accountability. And I know that's really hard and we're gonna do a whole other episode on community and what that looks like and how we can find it in today's age, especially during a lockdown. Um, But I do think that accountability, whatever form it takes is really 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 important about halfway through this year um i found myself in a really hard place uh, mm-hmm. during the lockdown i f- emotionally and mentally and i found myself having very little inspiration to write to do the things i love to um because it was hard to see into the future as an idealist as a visionary i wanted to see the things i couldn't yeah. which caused a lot of depression in myself mm-hmm. at which point i decided to um start meeting with my therapist on zoom regularly Mm -hmm. and again again once a week and so when i did this once a week i had this voice in my life asking me not in a mean judgment way oh you did this you didn't do this but saying how's it going someone to continue that that conversation uh, who wanted my best and I think that when we allow whether it's a therapist or friendships with you we did this podcast once a week what people don't know is we talk for an hour before and after and we (laughs) just talk about our lives and what are you struggling with what are you doing and that is immensely helpful both in friendships both in mentorships like a a pastor or um or, or a therapist but to have people in your life who know. Know what you want to do, Yeah, who know where you want to go, and who will gently, lovingly, gracefully help you continue on the path towards that. So I think that accountability and community is another huge aspect to achieving the things we want to be and do.
0: That's that's a great thing. I want to spend a little time going through some more sort of examples, even just you and me sort of over the past year and and things or beyond if you about, yeah. about things like this, because you know, like for example, you and I both did the whole like let's read like at least a book a month thing. Yes. And the thing is, one of the things I found is that picking books that I actually wanted to read <laughs> yes. and that I was going to enjoy reading was immensely helpful in doing that because absolutely and and also making reading books for me, like read books that I enjoyed reading, subjects I was interested in, but also made me feel smarter after I read them. Yes. Because I like feeling smarter. I like being able to engage in ideas with other people more. So that was an an immediate hit for me, like dopamine hit that I was like, oh, I can engage. Not only will I enjoy reading this book, I can engage in conversations with other people in a deeper way on subjects I care about that I can do. And so that was a really big thing. You mentioned the podcast. Another thing about the podcast is that we have this whole thing. Of, we're going to make this podcast. And again, we enjoy doing this every week, like, you know, yes. getting to do that. And so it's it's not something you have to strive to do. It's hard work, but like it's like, oh, I want to do this. But yes. not only that, but it is a process. So we don't wait because like I say I'm a big advocate for. I think that we need holidays. Human beings need holidays to be in order to reevaluate and recenter ourselves around va- positive values. And the whole idea of change at the beginning of the year ending better is a positive value. But it only really works if throughout the year you're making those little alterations. So with this yes. podcast, we say, oh, like we're going to start this podcast. We do it. But we haven't waited until the end of the year to continue improvements and being like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is how we want to be different. Like we started, we started out doing just audio. And then at, at a certain point, we we're like, "Oh, we can also do video with this podcast and upload it to YouTube." And we just we made that change there, and, and so, we can do
1: audio better, and we can yes, do yeah,
0: precisely. And so we kept finding ways to tinker with it throughout the year, and that means now we have a whole bunch of information about what works and what doesn't work with the podcast. We can use for to vision cast something else this new year. Um, you brought a community again, like you know, with the podcast. I always knew I never wanted to do a podcast alone because I wouldn't be able to have somebody there with me, who's like, oh, uh, you can, you know, like, are you going to do this? Or are you going to do that? Um, you know, <clears throat> you know, that, all of these things, so that's vision casting, the consistency, the community, I'm trying to think of other things that, um, so like those are, you know, that, and, you know, uh, finding apps that are, I've found that hold me accountable to sort of my weight goals and things like yeah, that. There's
1: so much yeah. access now to help if you're looking to do things um, that I don't want to say there's no excuse, like a drill sergeant over here, but there is, we live in the age of information. Yeah. Um, And this is something else I was going to add as well. as really helped me is I'm, I'm an individualist person. And that comes with strengths and weaknesses I I really don't like being told what to do I was not I was a really difficult kid in high school I really (laughs) a lot of teachers yelled at me but I don't like being told what to do and one and there's a strength in that right we can talk about another episode but one of the things I struggle with that and had to learn as I've matured is listen to people who know more than you and I guess this kind of coincides with the community but I think even more so um rather than considering myself an expert and just like I know enough um it has helped me immensely to find friends, to find people, even podcast friends, and by that I mean podcasts I listen to, videos I watch, books yeah. I read of people who know more than me on the subject I want to grow in. Yeah, um, that and that can Excellent. be physical yeah. health. I have a friend, Josh. He is um, he is fitness extraordinary, and we're gonna have him yep. on the podcast talking about acting eventually. He's fitness extraordinary. I, I know a good about, about bit about health and how do things, but he knows so much more. And so earlier this year, I was like, uh, during, mm-hmm. in, in January, I said, give me some tips. What can I be eating that's better for me? What kind of workouts would work better for this kind of environment and my kind of body, whatever it is. And because he knows more, because I humbled myself in front yes. of him and said, can you help me? And by the way, he's glad to help because he likes to help. He That's what yep. he's passionate about. When we humble ourselves to allow, quote unquote, experts in our lives to speak into things that we want to become better in, that will also help because we're gaining wisdom from people who are further down the path than we are. So in addition to community and um, accountability, I also think having people in our lives, by the way, I don't just mean relationships. These are very important, but I mean, if that, means listening to a podcast and listening yeah. to an actual expert on theology or philosophy yeah. who can actually inform more, uh, who's who is more educated and you can inform your thoughts better, than do that. Find the experts, be it digitally, be it book, be it personally, that can actually help you have greater understanding, give you insight into these things you want to be. Mm-hmm. Don't assume, like me, maybe not everyone struggled with this, but don't assume, like me, that you don't need help, that you're just the expert, you know enough, yeah. you don't. I don't. It helps me so much when I humble myself and allow people to speak into me.
0: And again, I, get, I, I, I you know, this is a thing because people, when I get really deep, people think I'm being cheesy because it starts to be like whenever I because whenever I get really deep into a subject, I start to say, oh, my gosh, this is Christianity. This is this is what Jesus <laughs> talked about. It is funny. But, thing all this is scriptural. Right. Because the whole idea of humbling yourself. The thing is, look, look, there is something we all the whole idea of news resolutions admits that we know there's something wrong with us, that we want to change. Hmm. We are not perfect just as we are. We yes. are we are worth changing for. We have a vision of ourselves that we think is worth changing for. And yes. we think that there's something that makes us worth working on. But we also think that there's stuff about us that we really want to change. We are not completed. Is, exactly, which is exactly what you know. the gospel teaches, that we are worth dying for Jesus dying for, but there's also stuff that about us that needs to change, but it also, just like the gospel talks about, we need to have a vision that for ourselves and our lives, that's beautiful enough that we want to actually change. Cause none of this works because it's going to take hard work regardless. None of yes. this is going to work unless we actually have the motivation to want to change. And a lot of people that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's that, you know, they they want to be healthier because they want to live longer. They want to be more attractive. They, want, they have that vision, but whatever it is, you have to think it's beautiful. And that's the thing is that, you know, I have to think this podcast is beautiful enough that I'm willing to put the work into it. Yes. I have to think, you know, my vision for the future. And that's what that takes. That positive vision for what's going forward is what it's going to take. But then it does take being okay, being the dumbest person in the room. You know, because yeah. it's really hard for me because I yeah. am
1: a very prideful
0: person same, with same. a large ego. <laughs> but then it also has to be like you have to know that you are going to fail and have low enough expectations for hmm. yourself that you're not upset with yourself for those small beginnings. Uh, which is exactly again in the Christian life, the whole process of sanctification is the fact that you are always going to be failure. You're always going to be a sinner but you're gonna be better than you were before if you're on this path and that is worth it and that's something worth celebrating. And that's- Absolutely. And, and so, you know, the, the, and again, like the, my mentality, I've always been more successful when I had a vision for what I wanted to be and then I worked to get to the, there and really hard and then I succeed about like, again, a quarter of what I actually wanna do. But then I look back and I say, instead of being disappointed at that, I say, you know what? I am so much further than I was the rest of the year. And look at what an amazing year I've had. Again, this whole year, the podcast is a huge difference in my life that has made my life so much more beautiful and valuable. And the fact that I have that, even though I don't have, you know, seventy five percent of the other things I was planning to put out for all you guys this year, you know, um, this is, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we did this even though, and it's, it's a beautiful life that you have, and that you are, and a beautiful person that you are, and I am, even if it's not where we wanted to be at the beginning of it.
1: Yes. And to, to sum to kind of sum up what we've been talking about, you touched on both of these things, um, what you just said, but it's interesting to me, I think there's, these, these two parts to mm-hmm. true and long lasting change. And I think one is vision and one is process. The yeah. first I'll talk, yeah. I'll speak on like, in, I'll just go off and off of what you Which, said. Yeah. Vision is seeing yourself, um, the, the person that you can become. And yeah. like you said, you have to believe yourself um, good enough to that you can actually become this. And you have to have a vision for who you want to be so you can actually want and desire to become this thing. Yeah. Uh, So you have to have this grasp, this vision for who you can be. And I'd say the most powerful Uh, place you can find that is from your creator, because your creator can cast a vision for who you were meant to be. And once you discover who you were meant to be, you can start beginning to live into that. There's a scripture that talks about the work that will be completed in us. And so I think that that is part of the gospel is realizing that we do have inherent worth and value, but we are in process. And so we we're moving towards this vision that God has cast for us who we were meant and created to be. Um, And the second is process. And this is what I think it's really hard, especially in a modern day age, especially yeah. in America, when things would become instant. When I can, everything is available on app. You can find a sexual partner. You can find a hamburger in the touch of a button on an app. Everything is instant. And things that shouldn't be, by the uh-huh. way. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, we live in an age of instant gratification. Yeah. And um, I think what's unfortunate about that is we've lost the art and the appreciation for process. Mm -hmm. And if you read scripture, if you see God, if you just look at the natural world and you, you do some studying to science, you see that, that God is a God of process and process takes time. And I think people don't want to invest the Time and to they to already have arrived at this big um, moment where they where they are done. You know I see this very often in my in my past decade in, in Hollywood mm-hmm. I see these young actors who want to arrive day one in Hollywood and have that amazing success day two and to yeah. be a movie star and rich and famous day two. But that's not how it works. If you talk to uh, most, and not all, but almost every actor who have have any kind of success ask them and they will say it took years and years of small faithful actions i threw in the faithful because yeah. i'm a christian but small <laughs> actions toward this vision of what they wanted to be it was going to the auditions getting turned down going again learning scripts becoming better one yeah. step at a time and for anyone who's been in a relationship or been married you know that yeah. marriage and love doesn't happen in the big grand gestures it can and it's beautiful it doesn't wow we have this amazing marriage all of a sudden no it happens in the day to day to day. And this being be my first year of marriage. I can say that as well. It Mm. happens in the moments when you wake up, the small moments and say, I love you. Can I serve you? What can I do for you? It happens in the moments you wash the dishes. It happens in the moments you share a smile or a laugh at a movie. It happens in a million small moments. And that is called process. That's a process of building. It doesn't happen in one grand thing. And I think that there are two different kinds of people. And we find this summed up in the Jungian psychology archetypes uh, made famous by Myers Briggs when she kind of um organize them, but you you have intuitives and sensates. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the intuitives are the visionaries. You see the big picture and sensates are the ones who know how to do the small detail-oriented things. And I think that intuitives are really good at seeing the vision. They're mm-hmm. seeing um, the big picture, seeing who they can be out there, um, but what they're not good at is the process, mm-hmm. is the small steps it takes to get there. And then you have uh, the sensates who are amazing at doing the small, um, yeah. uh, minute work that it takes to accomplish something, but very often they don't have the vision yeah. so their my new work isn't actually headed anywhere um, yeah. in particular so I think we both uh, I think both sides need to get stronger and I say is to myself at uh, both learning how to capture the vision of who we can be yeah. and then learning the art of process of putting in the work of those a million small steps yeah. towards something that will actually get wow. you to the vision I think both of these things are really hard for humans and we're probably all yeah. better at one or the other but
0: we need to embrace both vision and process if we want to reach the goals. That's fantastic. And I'll just say, add one thing to wrap up, which is that, you know, I don't know most of you who are listening to this podcast, but I know some of you, because some of you have joined our Facebook group at the overthinkers, which if you have not done that, you should, we have great discussions like this, um, on the podcast on, on the, the Facebook group. I want say that I know that you are worth making changes mm-hmm. for and having Amen. a strong vision for. I know you are worth that. So I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this and I don't know you, but I know that about you because I know that that's what God has said about every single one of us. And so I want to encourage you to find the things that would make your life better, that you would enjoy the process of getting there. Um, and start with there and say, what's something that would make my life better and make my life better for myself and for other people. And I would enjoy the process of getting to that point and start there and, and see where it goes from there. Once you actually get into the habit of those things and the successes, go from there, but at least start there, because I know you're worth that. And I know that the other people that you would affect and make their lives better by improving that way are worth that as well.
1: Absolutely. And on that, with that wonderful wrapping up note, uh, two things, we actually pose this, speaking of the online group, we want you all to join. We have now hundreds of people who are posting articles and questions and discussions and a lot of funny memes. And we're having a blast. It's lighthearted, it's good natured, um, but it's deep and interesting. So if you like the questions that we pose on this podcast and you wanna join the conversation, please join the Overthinkers group on Facebook. We would love to have you. Um, It is so much fun. Um, And also, Joseph, we actually posed this question on uh, the Facebook group and got a couple answers from our members. Would you mind reading a couple of our members' uh, reactions to this question, can and do uh, resolutions work?
0: Yes, so we have Maggie Hernandez who says, I don't really like New Year's resolutions, but I think that setting goals is generally a good thing and a good way to mm. mark process. So there's where you talk about like a lot of times people have an idea of 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 New Year's resolutions as the vision casting without the um, without the, uh, the 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 goal setting without the um, you know without the actual tangible goal aspect of it. So that's mm. something really important to make sure that that's a part of it. Um, I think so Robert puncher uh, then says fresh beginnings are possible and accountability helps. Like we talked oh, about yep. it, accountability and he says, the risk of being that guy, tell your friends about your commitments, a good yes. circle support will mean will keep you motivated. So true.
1: Amen. So true. That's, that's fantastic. And Joseph, before we get into blesses and curses, yes. Um, would you, I'm just this on you. I want to hear a couple of your, uh, New Year's resolutions and I'll take a couple of mine.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good. I want, well, so I will sell, this is a great, and you didn't, I didn't prepare for this. So screw you. I want a uh, total improv. <laughs> yeah. Um. I hate you, but that's a great idea. So I will say Um. I, I want, I want to uh, film my first feature film this next year yes that's i mean i'm not i don't know like I, I i don't know the process of editing a first feature film can be very long so i'm not going to say complete the feature film but i will say to begin film it. filming absolutely so yes, to, to start film it this year I've, i'm finishing writing it up uh i right writing it in 2020 i hope that's uh that's um film it this year i'll say that i will also say for this podcast i would like it to be something that uh, starts making, uh, starts being able to generate revenue um, in the new year. Um, so, if you want
1: to give us your money, please send yes, it to.
0: Send it to. <laughs> yes, exactly. But
1: that's that's the dream of every poor starving right. artist. Of what. you like are. A,
0: for me, in a sense, I'm it as a benchmark of success. Once it has enough people that it can generate revenue. I think that, and be self sustaining I think is a is is a is a, a marker of success I would like to have for this. And to do
1: what you love to do and to be able to support yourself with it is really precise. is a dream.
0: That's I would like I would like to be uh, support, I guess in some things, I would like to be able to support myself with my art rather than having to play um, play both sides of it you know have the day job versus my my art. I think those those would be my three big new year's resolutions Um, absolutely so hold me accountable to that and maybe you'll be able to help me out with some of some of that oh we will um
1: mine i like to go i i tend you know there's a a verse where it says jesus grew in both wisdom stature and favor with god and man and i I like to use that as a grid for Mm. myself um which is essentially boils down to kind of more secular version of mind body soul sure uh and and so I guess the way I want to grow my mind is I was able to read uh, 24 books this year. And for anyone who, yeah. who doesn't know my story, I have dyslexia. I have ADHD. I have a lot of learning disabilities. So reading is not an easy task for me, but it's something that has immensely bettered my life. And I actually do love when I am a, uh, after the fact. So I was able to read 24 books um this past year. I would like to do that again and I would like mm. to explore even deeper subjects, even authors that are are harder to read, that are harder mm. to understand. So I'm looking forward to trying to complete two books um uh a month this year, which is which is a tall order for a kid with uh with dyslexia and ADHD. And then uh, so, th- so that's my mind and my body is, you know, for the past 9 months I have not gone to the gym or really 10 10 11 months, not gone to the gym once. And, you know, for a lot of intellectuals, we can, we can spend so much time doing our mind and our creativity and our thoughts, and we can neglect this body that God gave us. And so I would really like to, and I don't know exactly, um, exactly what this will look like but i'd like to really um step into physical health this whatever yeah. that looks like it's using more self-control um in my in my eating learning to eat the healthy things i don't necessarily always crave um, <laughs> learning, <laughs> but also giving myself grace when i have pizza because yeah. i love pizza um but trying to if that's taking walks if that's going you know I don't know if gyms will be open anytime soon, but finding some way in my certain circumstance to become a healthier person. And that'll look more logistic as I kind of bring that together. Um, And then soul is um, for me, I would like to, um, you know, I I, I am a man of faith and sometimes I can, because I've gotten this and I'm so used to it, I can rely on that. I know know everything already and God knows. Yeah. And so I would really like to dedicate myself to praying Every single day to talking mm. to my creator and interacting with him every single day, because I find that whenever I do spend time um, with my creator, my life is immensely better. My, it's not that my problems disappear, but I'm able to handle the things in my life this year. And even if it's a small prayer mm. at night or in the morning because I'm busy or whatever it is, I can still take that time to talk to my creator. So that those are the three things I would really like to grow in this year
0: wow well you just brought it all christiany which made my very secular and career driven <laughs> answers feel very shallow so thank you for that but, um, but no
1: i want money and fame <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. yes exactly um but no i think that's that's fantastic and in the book thing i definitely agree with in the, and the um uh the praying and, and the devotional thing that I really agree with that's that's really incredible so now switching gears to our blessings and curses we're going to take a look at because again pop culture and our culture affects the way we look at change and how change works. And so I want to look here at pieces of art and culture and pop culture that give us, you know, for blessing and curses, good examples of what change can and should look like um, and negative ones, but also maybe even if we can recommend some resources for for change in different ways um, for people, um, uh, for, for them. So do you want to start or do you want me to start?
1: Uh, you start. I okay, have a couple cool. in mind, but I'm still working them out.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Um, so, so I've got so I've got three blesses in terms of good examples, and they touch on things that we we've got we've talked about before about vision, um, uh, uh, vision, um, process, and community. The starting out with process, I will say the first uh, the the book version of Les Mis, uh, Les Misérables. Mm. Um, but one of the reasons I think about that is because they In that, one of the things they show is that once he has his conversion experience, which everybody loves and talks about, he's in all versions, they show how the fact that after he has his conversion, he goes back to um, stealing again and shows how there is a process of feeling shame for that and a process of a desire to change that continues as he goes through the process. And so I think that that is an amazing, and the fact that it still works, he's still saved and he's still converted, even though after his conversion he goes back and relapses. And they show how that process works. I think is one of the great things about the the book version of, of Les Misérables. And so one of the most
1: beautiful stories about change and redemption I've ever yeah. ever seen, read anything.
0: Yeah, um, I will. I will say that. Then, then for I will also I will do a couple movies. Um, that uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer. I will do, which you'll probably hear me talk about this movie again at some point. But probably
1: in February. <laughs> probably in February,
0: yes. But one of the things in that is that they they do show, a lot of times movies have this thing where they will show the, the, the dramatic, um, the uh, hits of like, oh, here I'm going to change. And then the person just changes. But what I do a good job of here of is what's necessary to change is to have a new vision for what you actually want that actually mm. is. And he doesn't ever change until he gets to his lowest point. But then he actually realizes what he wants to do with his life for the right reasons. And he actually changes his actual reason for why he wants to be better. And I think that that's a really good thing that people show that. And then third, I will say The Fighter as a boxing movie, which is an incredible movie for many reasons. But one of the Hmm. things it does is it shows how it takes people in your communities to make it possible for you to change. And the reason that the protagonist is able to change is because he's able to find people in his life who are able to help him to change and chooses those people in his life that help him to change. So I'll say those as my blesses. Um, and for my curse, I'm actually going to do, do one curse that sort of sums up the inverse of all of those things. And people, some people are going to get very mad at me for this, but as we could do is the Netflix movie Enola Enola Holmes. because it's I mean it's a fine decent kind of annoyingly preachy movie on its surface but when it talks about like what it actually takes to improve yourself they do everything wrong because they start you out with the character saying here's my backstory of how I got to be just incredible and it just was because Hmm. like you know you know my mom did all this teaching for me which you guys will never do so we're just gonna start you off at the point where I'm perfect you know and so where everybody identifies with you and okay, I'm perfect. And then it it's mo- a lot, so much of the thrust is uh, and vision casting is negative and competitive because it's all about, you know, I'm going to be smarter than this person. And most of the satisfaction in the story comes from being, I'm smarter than this person. I'm better than this person, i.e., Kind of, you know, her brother Sherlock Holmes. And so a lot of the emotion comes, ends up being sort of negative catharsis, which is a very bad way to look at if you want to actually be, improve yourself, having that be your vision is a very negative thing. And the thing is also then at the end, you know, spoiler alert, she's a band, finds herself by abandoning community and systems of accountability. Um, and that is a hugely negative thing, as we've talked about, in terms of actually having lasting change um, in your life. And so that's so that's why I make that as my curse when it comes to actually um, bettering yourself and being a better person uh, is is Enola Holmes.
1: Interesting. People love that. I still have to see that. Um, okay, well... I have like so many blesses and this is, this is a hard thing because I know there's so many curses, but when I see a movie, I don't like, I try to just put it out of my mind because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think about it. So I'll probably curse more just of a concept of a kind of movie. And we'll probably all be able to think sure, of one yeah. that we can think of that does this. Um, but so for blesses, uh, you and I saw a movie, was it this year or was it last year, but it was called Brittany runs a marathon. Oh and i yes. thought this was a beautiful movie so that shows the struggles the real life struggles not just someone who goes i'm gonna become better and becomes better but the real life struggles it yeah. shows the desire it shows someone who has a vision for themselves and how that vision actually evolves throughout her process yeah. of wanting to become better and it's a beautiful film incredibly acted absolutely love Britney uh runs a marathon i think um I would uh, be remiss if I didn't mention the pursuit of happiness is just hmm. a beautiful depiction so of beautiful. someone who who has this tenacious desire to um, to make life beautiful, to find happiness for him and his kid yeah. at, at all costs. Uh, not to mention, as an actor, the acting from Will Smith is just yeah. gorgeous and touching and heartrending. And that's coming from a cold robot like me. Um, <laughs> so love, that. That is a classic. Okay, where's my other one over here? Um, this is a film That I don't think Gets enough attention mm-hmm. And I really Really connected With it uh, When I saw it one of your years films Years no, <laughs> <I'm not kidding.
0: laughs> It doesn't get enough attention No I'm go ahead Sorry
1: The film is called The Secret Life Of Walter Mitty
0: Ah oh, Not seen that
1: Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. It does not get a lot of um, praise or attention. I don't know why, but I know a lot of people have been really touched by it. Is it the and, Ben
0: Stiller one? Because there was a well, yes. Walter Mitty that was
1: a black and white version. Okay, okay, cool. Yes, it's like the positive version of Fight Club. Like... <laughs> if someone actually made a movie that was like okay don't become don't hate your life and then become worse um so but it it just it's a beautiful portrayal of a man in his 40s who says i want more from life i want but not in an angry way not in a bitter way but i want more i want want to experience the beauty of life and he sets all these kind of goals and desires and he does and he achieves um but it's it's just this beauty. Aside from the acting, the story, it's just beautiful to watch this man um, expand, grow, bloom into something even in his 40s when most people think, well, this is kind of who you are. You have this yeah. job. You are this person. You have this personality. And he says, no, I want to experience life anew and and, and see it, see all of this beauty. So Secret Life of Walter, Walter Mitty is another just fantastic one. I could go on and on because there's so many yeah. good movies um, and books and um, and, and resources. And one resource I will mention in my bless is, and this is so cliche and everyone says this, but it's really good boundaries. The book boundaries Mm. really changed my life. It helped me, um, give boundaries to myself and other people and circumstances, and ultimately helped me grow exponentially in my life. Um, so I would absolutely say, if you haven't read it yet, it's an easy read, it's a quick read, but it really mm. will help you. Uh, the book Boundaries, another resource I would say is this channel, um, a YouTube channel called Charisma on Command.
0: I was going to um, say that one. Yeah, yep.
1: yep. I think this is such a great, he's, he's insightful. He talks about the psychology of humans, but yep. I really think, especially for young men and young women who um, really would like some insight into how to learn to be more social or how to connect with your goals or how to what what, or find more success in life he does it in a really interesting uh intelligent intellectual but fun way and so i would say uh the the channel charisma on command is something definitely worth checking out and it's very practical i'll I'll say say
0: this about it also is it's 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 you see with the titles and it seemed like oh this is a channel it's about how to get people to like you more and yeah. it is does this but then it goes deeper than that where it's like here's how you can start to think about yourself in a way mm-hmm. that is really important. And there's this whole one that's about how do you actually like love yourself more and avoid relate and and recover from relationship trauma. And so it's really it's really quite a great thing. I'll say that I'll say that if you're looking to improve yourself in terms of biblical knowledge, the uh, the video series, YouTube series and podcast series the Bible Project. Is a really great oh, yeah. place to start. Yes. Um, in terms of film, if you want to become like a better screenwriter, there's uh, lessons from a screenplay, which I really recommend. So there's different places, like looking up podcasts and looking up these YouTube channels. There's a lot of places you can look to start um, to like improving in the areas you want to improve. And that's one of the Absolutely. great things how much resources
1: there are. Well, And I will say my curse before I give my final blessing, which will be a big Mm. eye roll. Um, But uh, my curse is I'm not going to I can't think of anything specifically right now. I know I've seen a lot of it. um, uh, And I feel like you and I have seen a movie recently, like, really? But I think the curses are the movie's where the impetus for change is out of bitterness, revenge, mm-hmm. or anger. So yeah. you only became what you became because you dislike someone or are mad at yeah. somebody and anything that's wrong in your life is their fault. And, yeah. um, that you're going to show them. I think that's a terrible way to better yourself. And it won't ultimately fix that hole in your heart, that, that desire for change and betterment that you want or justice, whatever it is. Um, so any, sh- any movie show book that uses anger, um, or, or or revenge or bitterness um, to bring about change. I, I really think those are damaging because I think that's an unhealthy way to go yeah. about change. And yeah. the final bless and resource I will give since it's the end and the beginning of the year is, um, listen, I am a Christian. And so I, I have to it. say, I have to say that scripture, the Bible, yeah. it, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be cliche, but read read it. Read the yeah. Gospels, read Proverbs, um, read the New Testament, read the Old Proverbs. Testament. Oh, yes. It This, if you were looking for change, if you were looking to discover that vision for who you are, who you created to be, if you're looking for the practical day-by-day steps to getting there, there is no better resource than Scripture. And I will say this until I die. Scripture has changed my life and continues to change my life for the better. So please, even if you don't believe in God, even if you're an atheist and you think God is silly – totally fine that's totally fine pick up even just for self-betterment pick up scripture and read it because everything in scripture will push you towards the person you have created to be and the person you can be in the best version of yourself
0: yeah wow that sounds like a great place to finish so (laughs) if people want to come uh talk to you for more resources or me for more resources where where can people reach you uh, to talk uh, to to talk more about things and to uh, whatever they might want to say. Well, I will start with the us. If you want to get in touch with the Overthinkers,
1: um, join us on our Facebook group. We mentioned it earlier, it is a blast. We're having lots of fun, great discussions, great articles, great memes, great people uh, talking about all the interesting stuff we talk in the podcast. So the, uh, the Overthinkers Facebook group, private group on Facebook, please join. We'd love to have you. If you want to get in touch with us personally, uh, please visit theoverthinkersjournal.com. Uh, you can write us a message, tell us how wrong or how right we were. Um, <laughs> tell us your thoughts. You can tell us what kind of episode do you like to hear in the future? Uh, We are posting um, at least once once a month this year some really great articles um, and reviews and insights that that delve into philosophy and theology and psychology and and entertainment and art and faith. So please check out the overthinkersjournal.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, Nathan, you can search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. Uh, Please reach out. I love hearing from you and you can look at all my fun pictures from my life. And uh, you can also go to my website at NathanClarkson.me and find out more about what I do, the films I make, the books I write, and kind of what my passions are. And you can write me there. Uh, Joseph, how can people get in touch with you?
0: You can find me on all the socials as well, as well as see me on my website at josephholmstudios.com. Also, you can find some of my work at Religion Unplugged, where I do uh, periodically um, reviews of, of faith-based films and projects. And yes, so thank you very much for joining again. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.